Hey, Mr. Miles Xavier, we back up in this thing one more again. Yes, sir. One more again. It is the 27th episode of the All The Way Live podcast. I can't believe we made it to 27. Whew, I'm going to just have to trust you on that. I ain't even been counting, man. It's been too much fun. I'm just in here. Back again. Now, nah, we're, we're high up in the 20s. And what I appreciate is just absolutely everybody for joining us onto this show, whether it's one people, 10,000 people, 1 million people, 100 people, it don't matter to us, man. Everybody is equally as valued. And we appreciate you and welcome you to the All The Way Live podcast. Can we get a gunshot for these people, bro? Mm, I think we can. Hold on. One time for the people. One time. <laughs> just like that, just like that. How you feeling, Miles and Xavier? How you feeling coming into this podcast today? Ah, uh, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling amazing, bro. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling like a lot of things are coming to fruition. A lot of seeds that have been planted. This is springtime in all every sense of the word. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How you doing? Hey man, very much, very much the same. And one of the things that's growing is this podcast. And we say it every week that we, this is intentful energy that we bring to this podcast. You know, this is just positive, good energy. And so to be able to have a space that keeps growing and more people are able to enjoy some of this energy and this positivity for us, for me, that is an absolute blessing, man. And I come here very humbled and ready to give them that carefully curated content for their head towel. I know you do, man. I know you do. Chestnut tones never let her down, man. You never let her down. <laughs> Tell me hey, man. And what you can get here on this podcast and how we break up this carefully curated content is by three different sections. And those sections are Stumble Upon. Now, Stumble Upon, this is where me and Miles talk about things, thoughts, and interesting finds that we have had throughout the week. Anything that is interesting, we think about that and we bring to the people. Don't we do that for the people? All for the people, always. It's all for the people. And then from there, we take it to current news. Now, in current news, this is where we reach at the very tip top of what is sizzling in news. We take that, we apply brains, we apply ourselves to it, and we break it down for y'all. And today, what we talk about, Miles? Hey, man, we got a lot to get into today, man. First of all, it's Women's Month before anything. So shout out to the ladies out there. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, let's get an air horn for the ladies one time. We're going to get into some things with current news, but we're going to keep it. We're going we gonna to reserve. It's all about the ladies. It's all about safety. It's all about uh, some, some things that we got to look at that's happening in our world. So we're going to take them where we need to take them with that one. But before that, my bro gonna give y'all the rest of the intro. What's good, man? Hey, for sure, for sure. And the rest of the intro goes by our favorite part of the show. And now this part is recommended and reviewed. This is our favorite part because this is where we get to interact with y'all, man. This is where we take anything that you recommend, tell us to review, we give it a look, and me and Miles break it down. Now, on today's episode, people have been telling us that we gotta listen to some hip hop, Miles Xavier, specifically speaking, the plugs I met to Benny the Butcher. We ride in my wheelhouse with this one. We ride at home, or should I say trap house. We ride, we ride in the spot where it, where it happened at with this one. Hip hop? Where, where else are we right at? Hey man, we can't we can't give them the whole location, but we're gonna let them know that we home 
talking about hip hop, talking about Griselda, talking about some of the some of the ways that lyrical hip hop has managed to to continue on, even if we're not as much with the the college raps and the J Cole stuff that we were that we were previously with. But we could get man, you know, hip hop will always carry us away, man. Thank you for introing the show, man. I appreciate you. You got anything else? For you know what I'm gonna do. Hey, listen, listen, if we've got every, if we've got that whole covered, again, we tell everybody, welcome, man, turn your music up, grab a plate, make a drink, whatever the case is, we're going to deliver to you some of this beautiful conversation, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like my man said, you know, settle on in. We know that Joe Berg is in the building, the illustrious Gallery Momo. I wanted to add that to the intro. I think we need to shout that out. You know what I'm saying? Especially now that the artist changing in the background, man. Come on, man. We can't just keep having different art pieces. Matter of fact, before I even get into acknowledging the land that we own, tell them a little bit about that art behind you. I think that's some real shit. Now, there's, there's a very interesting that thing that's happening in the African art scene right now where we're having like actually young Black artists that are like, becoming these art stars, right? And so this particular piece is by uh, Nelson Magamo, who is one of those, that's one of those art stars, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's just beautiful to be in a place where you get to see homegrown artistic talent that is now making the international sphere. And one of the people that has these is your Jay-Z's and Swiss Beats and things of that nature. So it is a pleasure for us to be promoting hosting and showcasing super dope African art because that is exactly what this whole show is about, celebrating blackness. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, couldn't move forward without acknowledging that space. You know, Joe Berg is in the building. Chicago is in the building. On this side, the building is in Chicago. You know what that means. This podcast is recorded on stolen land, right? This is the land of the Potawatomi people, the Council of the Three Fires. The violence that was done to them is inseparable from the state we find our city in, the state we find this country in, the state we find ourselves in. I love this city. It's beautiful to be here. It's beautiful to be talking to y'all from here. So with that in mind, we lift up the just love for indigenous people the world over, love between black and brown people the world over, intro over. Let's get in tune to the show, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And getting right into the show, Mr. Miles Xavier, we got to jump right into Stumble Upon. Now, this is something that we have both stumbled upon over the week, which is that Kanye West has been said to be the richest black man ever. Kanye West been said to be a lot of things. <laughs> and that is some expert analysis from Miles Xavier. <laughs> I'll fix my microphone. Yeah, well, man. Is it true? Is Kanye the richest black man in America? That's facts. Well, That's it's re- it's it's reported that he's is is worth six point six billion. You know, over here in this show, man, we deal with facts and we don't deal with rumors, straight facts, no rumors. So if you'd allow me to Miles Xavier, I'd like to read something regarding Kanye West being the richest black man ever. Yo, nigga, your brother told us how you be all into reading this shit. Hey, that's some real good shit, my nigga, for real. Congratulations, nigga. That being said, I'm not actually wearing my glasses. I've lost my glasses for the last two days, and I've been visually impaired for the whole weekend. I am, I am struggling. Reading don't hit the same, though, without the glasses. Like, I'm sure it's harder physically, like, but it also doesn't feel the same, right? It's when, like, something shot you, oh, wow, take them off, you sit there for a second, view the world through your 
<laughs> hindered regular eyes. Put them back on. <laughs> I, I I love how you're making fun of my impairment right now. Um, this is serious. I I cannot see. <laughs> yeah, and 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 also can't get. It's hard to get into your bag, man. When you're used to having them there. But would you please, 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 for the people, let us in. Let us know what's going on anyway. For sure. So the article, and this is coming from Forbes, says, no, Kanye West is not the richest black person in America. And here's why. On Wednesday, multiple outlets reported that Kanye West is the richest black person in America, worth as much as $6.6 billion. The news comes after Bloomberg reported that a sneaker brand, Yeezy, as well as Yeezy Gap, which has yet to sell one stitch of clothing. <laughs> why do they got to say that, though? Why got to be so bogus? Not one stitch. <laughs> which has yet to sell one stitch of clothing have a combined value of as much as $4.7 billion. The publication mentioned, without going into full detail, an additional $1.7 billion in assets. It's not true based on our calculations. Forbes estimates it's worth in less than a third of that or $1.8 billion. There's a big jump from last May when Forbes first pegged his net worth to be $1.3 billion, but nowhere near as much as reported $6.6 billion. Hmm. Nowhere near. Yeah, it's a lot of spicy language in that retraction article from Forbes. But um, yeah, man, we spoke a little bit off mic about how I think, you know, they could have easily vetted these numbers. They could have, but I think they just had the opportunity to release an article about Kanye and every outlet knows that that's going to draw some eyes and some attention. Right. So I'm not surprised that this is happening. I'm not Every article, every headline that come out related to Kanye, I feel like I gotta take with a grain of salt. Um, but it is interesting to it is interesting to understand how that mix-up may have happened and how, as bogusly as they said it, a company without that hasn't sold one stitch of clothing can be valued so high. How is that? How is that possible? You see, how I take all of this is with the grain of salt that. All, a lot of these companies are fudging their numbers. A lot of these companies are are skewing the true value of uh, the true value of their companies, the true value of their net worth. That's something that Trump has been doing for a long time as well. Um, in order to there's there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of value behind social currency when you are of a certain figure amount, and a lot of people do not have the tools to be able to do the due diligence to check that. It's the same way that. Um, it's the same way that a lot of scams run in the same way where if you can portray a certain amount of confidence about what you're worth and what your net worth is, people won't double back on that and check it. So it's something that does happen a lot. So I'll always take that with a grain of salt, especially when you consider that there's a lot of people who are worth more than the people on these lists, but because of private reasons, do not disclose that. It sounds like you're telling me that that clout wars have are don't only exist in the space of social media, but also exist within the stock market. It sounds a lot like these companies are fronting. They front they moves. They should they doing the money phone when with they with they ran money. That's what it looked like. That's what it sounds like. What you're saying to me? It's definitely the case. It's definitely the case, and there's a lot of financial incentives to be able to do that. I mean, um, again, it, it, a, a lot there's a, there's a lot of value that's held behind being perceived to be of a, of a certain stature. If you watch, um, there's, a, there's a great TV show on Netflix about the Indian billionaires. I think it might actually be called Indian billionaires. <laughs> I'm not sure. 
right to the point. <laughs> right, right to the point with that. Right to the point. But it 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 touches on that same uh, concept of what ha- what being perceived to have a certain value of wealth allows you to be able to access. These guys were able to tap into bigger um, bigger loans from the government, bigger state loans. You know, siphoning off a lot of those loans and things of that nature. So, in, from a business perspective, there's a lot of value in having that cloud, and that's just it's rampant. It's, it's it's rampant. There's a lot of cap for sure. So, with that much cap in the system, with so many numbers being tossed around and flying around, what does it mean to own a company, a corporation, uh, an entity versus to have equity in it when? So much of the numbers that we're seeing, valuations for companies, valuations for ideas, concepts, are so easily inflated and manipulated. And that touches on that touches on the whole conversation about what equity is. And it's such a relevant conversation because we're seeing a lot of people utilize that right now. There's always there's something fascinating that happens in it's in hip hop culture and it kind of like always falls into what's popular in corporate culture, but there's always certain terminologies before it was own my masters and then it, it became a partnership and then it became independent and then it, now it's equity you know there's there's always certain words that seem to that seem to dominate the the, the lexicon of hip-hop business right and equity is not one of those words so 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 we so we see i love that you pointed out that pattern it's 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 really funny to have a be able to kind of zoom out and look over time at, yeah, those different buzzwords that have come to the forefront of the culture and really examine it from the perspective of like, that's a good thing, right? Even if, even if not everybody hashtagging each of those words as that became a thing, like understands the full concept and is actively executing that in their business ventures. It's amazing that people are latching onto these ideas and, and, and thinking of themselves as being empowered and, in an entrepreneurial sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So if we're touching on what equity is, then that is a certain share that is, it's it's a share that makes up the total ownership of a company. So if you have equity within a company, you have share ownership of that company based on whatever percentage it is that you either acquired, that you either, uh, yeah, that you acquired in any sense. And this could be by merger, this could be by acquisition, this could be by a, uh, just straight out, straight out purchasing, you know, those are things that, that exist as well. So that's when, when people speak equity, that's, that is the, 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 the business technical term. of it. So if I'm understanding that correctly, it's like, <clears throat> it's actually, it's, it's, is it ownership of shares, right? Of, of a certain portion of that company's shares and a certain rights to decision-making as a significant shareholder on that company's board is that kind of part of what you would feel like equity in the most general sense would entail different deals for different types of mergers and you know allowing for that for sure and i mean and we can speak about let's say um if we had to utilize examples that are familiar and examples that are relevant we can utilize the the example of let's say the foundation that we are both uh part owners in right which is that we each have equity into this organization that we have. And so there's shares that each of us hold that make up the total value. When we put everybody that has shares together, the total value of what that company does and what that company is valued at. And so from there, we get things such as remittances, things such as dividends, you know, these are payments that 
various shareholders hold. But the, the best thing about equity is that it allows you then, well, it should ideally allow you the opportunity to participate in the decision-making of the company that you have that equity in. Mm-hmm. So trying to even relate that even further to like some examples and some things we've talked about right here in this space, right? Like, so uh, Jay-Z selling title to Square, right? Owned by Jack Dorsey, uh, who who operates Twitter first. And, and that sale of that company that he owned, allowing him a position on the board, essentially what he traded was the ownership of his company for decision-making and a financial investment in this larger company that his previous company would still be a subsidiary of, but now he's able to, you know, make decisions that both affect that company and be a part of this larger board. Precisely. Precisely. Right. And so go ahead. And so, yeah, my next question even was just going to be, how does the, how does the trade-off with, how do you see the trade-off with ownership of that smaller subsidiary versus decision-making capability, but not potentially not ownership in that, in that larger entity? So it's, it's the, it's the question of where does the value lie, right? Is the, is the value being a bigger fish in a smaller pond or is the value being a small fish in an ocean? And that's a decision that every entrepreneur, every businessman has to make at some point is to say, what, what, what is the, the maximum capacity that this organization can operate at? And what does it take to be able to get it to that point? Or do we have the resources internally to be able to push it to that point? And, if the, and there are instances where not fully, not be, you know, selling your equity or uh, diluting your shares is, is, it makes more sense in the long haul, right? Such examples would be if, for instance, you foresee the company becoming increasingly more valuable later in the future, and you would not like to place the value of the shares that you sell right now because of that value that's of what you see the value to be, and you can then push along the person to get to that point. All to say, it's a, it's, a, it's a conversation more so about what is the intention of the company and what is the value of getting of reaching the goals of the company. Yeah. I appreciate you breaking that down. I think you're 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 bringing me and a few other people, whoever might be listening, up from that uh, that state of being able to hashtag equity to kind of understanding what it is. Um, and I pose the question to you that way because I see a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that are making major moves that that are much deeper in the game than me, uh, selling their company for equity in a larger company. So another recent example is Swiss Beats and Timberland selling versus to uh, Triller. And so now they have uh, seats on the board of Triller. By the way, all the people who uh, participated in Versus, all the artists who've done a Versus, which was a series of popular artists playing their songs against, like against, but more of a, in a celebratory way with one another uh, on Instagram and Apple Music. And so all the artists who participated also got a small piece of equity in Triller. Uh, which is which is definitely expanded by the acquisition of verses. So uh, seeing just these deals like that and these major moves is is just got me kind of my gears turning as to you know as we transition kind of from that uh, ownership to equity uh, and just understanding that transition and what people's options are and the moves being made. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, this this it it does open up to 
it does open people's eyes to the different types of tools that you can utilize in order to gain access to 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 finances and to grow your company it's important you know because these tools are available for us to be able to use it's um it's a matter of it's a matter of exposure and understanding that that option is there there's many ways that we can put business deals together in many ways that we can structure um, access to capital and growth and, and you know growth objectives things of that nature there's there's a lot of very very cool things that you can utilize and you know if people now know that hey man i can i can sell a portion of my company to a bigger company make cash and then be able to also give the people that help build this company equity into this bigger company that is an option that you can do and you know in this podcast we fully endorse um independence we fully endorse uh, community support so hey people uh, know how you can help your people yeah we fully support options and options come from understanding so yeah i think people another thing people might know is that y'all can might be able to turn to us a little bit tell y'all a little something something about this business thing here now i mean yeah. that's that's too big for the intro that's too big for the intro <laughs> you know what i'm saying i think we don't bother to stumble upon topic what you think sir Oh, most definitely. And if that's the case, and we're about to surf on into the next wave of conversation, we're getting into the current news. That's good. That's good. So you want to introduce this or should I? So the, the, converse, the, the conversation today is a heavy conversation that we acknowledge. And, you know, I think it's important not to, it's important to, to let know that our 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 joyful demeanor does not take away from the seriousness of this conversation about gender-based violence and um, abuse against women. So it's a conversation that we've we've intentionally have given space for, a conversation that we've intentionally planned to get to, um, so that we can you know expose ourselves to all the relevant informations and whatnot. But you know, I, I just wanted it to be to be clear that it's it's not a there's there's intention behind this conversation and that our our demeanor should not be taken in any other way than this being very meaningful and serious to us i appreciate that man i appreciate you setting the tone for the conversation because there does come a certain responsibility with uh first of all handing topics that are very serious but you know with with spouting off at the mouth nobody asks us to talk we brought this to y'all just because we hope it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside or it makes you feel seen when it's difficult and so uh yeah and taking that on we want to be careful about how we how we approach things um and also just acknowledge right the space and the context so it's women's month and i can't say that enough like we need to make that a real real thing we need to increasingly celebrate that every year uh and as far as a women's month goes there have been a lot that have that has concerned the women in my life. Before we get there, let's get some air horns for, for Women's Month, please. A few air horns. You write about it. You write about it. Write about big it. Big up. Big up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. So have you have you noticed? Have you noticed that? Or I mean, it's not. It don't even have to be a recent thing. It's just. It's just a thing, man. Women. Women's not feeling safe out here. If we set the context for it, um, is that we were compelled by the shootings that happened in in Atlanta where um, eight people were killed in Atlanta, six of those eight being 
Asian women, women of Asian descent, um, and undoubtedly is a a hate crime, a hate crime, and it's a it's, it's, it's a it's a crime against women. And similarly in in London as well, if you can touch on that. Yeah. So in London, there was a woman. Her name was Sarah Everard, and um, she went missing a couple of weeks ago. And she was found recently. Her remains were found, and you know, it it was one of those stories where um, she's a white woman, and a lot of my a lot of my friends of color uh, and women of color were were following the story, and I think part of that is because it it even speaks to like if you're a woman, yeah, you're even being white doesn't protect you from gender based violence, right? And so uh, for her to be found not okay. Uh, I think was reinforcing the idea for a lot of women that women are constantly put into situations where they feel uncomfortable, right? And there are various there are various levels to that. I think a big reason why a lot of the women I know were following the the story of Meghan Markle and the royal family so closely was because it was a woman, in that case, a woman of color, right? That was in a situation where she was not being protected, where her children were not going to be protected because of her color and her status as as a woman and and so it's amazing that women are speaking out uh and i think a part of the conversation that needs to be had is a conversation by men about why women feel unsafe and what we need to do acknowledge and unlearn to change that yeah yeah and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done but i like how you have put the responsibility of that unlearning and of that change to be placed on men which is what it should be you know the concept of expecting women to be the ones that help us fix these problems is something that a lot of it's an expectation that a lot of men walk around with um and and, and it's completely false you know and so it, it's it, it you have to realize that this unsafeness that we're saying women feel now is actually an unsafeness, an unsafeness that women have felt for a very long time. And that comes directly from the actions and decisions and, and uh, let's say the, the lack of repercussion that comes with the many ways in which men interact with women. And having, uh, a, and, and watching my, my youngest sister come into her own as a woman and my, you know, the, my girlfriend, my, my mother, just watching the women in my life interact with the world, you, re you recognize there's a very clear instinctual um, anxiety at, at, at how to approach it because at any moment you, you're, you could be, you know, at, at, any, at any moment you could be a victim of, of, of somebody's impulses as they, as they label the shooter in Atlanta or, 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 or ridicule, right, or humiliation which are things that happen all the time. It's, 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 it's quite frankly disgusting, bro. Yeah, man, I want to point out a common theme and something that you touched on is that the lack of accountability, the lack of repercussions, right? The murderers of Breonna Taylor still haven't been brought to justice, right? The fact that, you know, it was a, and that's definitely connected to the fact that, uh, that the person arrested of suspected of killing this woman in London was a police officer, right? Like, there's even the people that are put in place to protect us, right? Certainly as black men, we know that that, that doesn't include us, but it's certainly, there are certainly, women have reason to believe that they're not always gonna be protected by those people as well. And then when we talk about, you know, bringing it back to the, the conversation of stopping Asian hate and, and what happened in Atlanta, the fact that law enforcement was a part of 
talking talking down what happened, right? Saying that he had a bad day, right? Saying he was at the end of his rope, making all the excuses for why this man would go out and kill these Asian people, downplaying the race aspect of it, right? And so this is a this is an institutional problem, and and that's partly because men have dominated the institutions that that govern our lives. And so we have to acknowledge it as such and, and begin to dismantle it by having conversations and being real about our role in it. Do you check your homies? Do you check the way that you talk to women? Do you, are, do you, do you double think now as if a grown man, depending on how old you are listening to this, right? Like as, or as someone who aspires to be a good man or identifying as a man, right? Like how do you approach women and has that changed with, and are you listening to the women in your life? Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm, what I'm realizing that is common with a lot of men and something that I had to confront within myself as well is that we very quickly can, you know, it's very easy for us to look out to see what predators are doing, but not check ourselves for what we're doing and the things that we have normalized that could be considered predatory or can put women in uncomfortable situations. Abuse happens in many different types of forms. It's not just physical, it's physical, it's emotional, it's financial. It's, it's, it's psychological. There's many different types of abuses that people can, you know, that people utilize to be able to, 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 to project violence on women, essentially what it becomes. And it's very touching, especially being in South Africa, because this is a country where over half of the women that are, that are killed a year are women that are killed at the hands of somebody that's close to them, at, at the hands of, of an intimate partner. This is a country where the, the, rape, the, the, the rape rates is, is through the roof. It's, it's, it, is, it, is quite, it is quite serious. It is absolutely quite serious. And, uh, and um, a, 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 a statistic, not, let me not say a statistic, but a, a theory, a comparison better yet, that somebody made recently said that if apartheid in South Africa had to be measured in terms of how many people were actively under the control and were actively being um, and were actively being being uh, oppressed and for the length that they were being oppressed at, then you can compare what is happening to women right now to actually have to actually be on a bigger impact side of even the apartheid government. Now that's it's a it's a wild take, but it does force you to be to look at those two things next to each other in terms of the scale and in terms of how bad this act, this situation is. And I think it also just makes you take a look at the the structural aspect of these issues, right? So when you put sexism and racism next to each other, a lot of what they have in common is the fact that they're reinforced by people in power, right? So we have to, in, in bringing that all the way down to the individual level, how do I address this? How do I check myself? What are the things that we believe and that we feel that allow us to make excuses for treating other people differently than we would want to be treated, right? Whether that's on the basis of race, this person has been othered in some way, this person, you know, um, and this speaks to the danger of rhetoric, right? When Trump says that China is responsible to the virus, for the virus of COVID-19, now you have people walking around feeling, excusing themselves from treating people that they perceive to be of Asian descent differently because, well, y'all are responsible for this. Right. In the same way that black people have always been criminalized and to excuse white people from we treat black people this way because black people kill themselves and, you know, are, are, are lazy and unable to, to hold jobs and, and, and suck 
from the welfare system, right? So it's it's we have to understand that you're being fed nonsense, you're being fed hate and yeah. understand where it's coming from and unlearn it and understand that none of those things that excuse you or you that that might excuse you that you feel give you reason to treat somebody else differently are are not real. You know what I mean? And it's more far more important than any of what you're believing news story you read a headline to treat everybody as human first period yeah and also making women feel uncomfortable is corny um invading a woman's private space is corny trying to force yourself onto a woman is corny um all of that you know and it's important to be able to call out that a, a lot of a lot of dudes is moving extremely extremely corny um and hiding behind the guise of it's banter or being playful. Nothing is funny about it, especially if the only one laughing and somebody else on the other side of it feels uncomfortable. Um, men have to be very, men have to, for, not even force this, men have to understand that you have to be invited into somebody's presence. I don't care if it's a woman or a man, somebody has to invite you into their presence and invite you into, into conversating with them, right? Now, granted, there are situations that, uh, you know, there are circumstantial situations where the, the invitation might not necessarily be uh, overt, but it's still important to keep comfort, to keep respect at the forefront of how we engage with women and understand that we have to be invited into their presence because the, the, uh, how we're operating right now is, is detrimental to, to women. They're getting killed. They're getting raped. They're uncomfortable. They're feeling scared throughout the board. Yeah, and I think oh. it's important. Be, I think it's important to acknowledge that, yes, we are moving the goalpost purposefully. It was in the wrong place. The way that we were moving before is not how we should move, right? And the way that we've, how comfortable we've gotten, you know, expecting women to deal with guys being guys, whatever that means, right, is not, is not correct, right? So we are, yes, what that, that bullshit you did before is not okay now. Don't do it and unlearn why you think that you thought you were cool doing that. I think it's just important to acknowledge that we're holding ourselves to a higher standard. Yeah, get with it. Or, you know, get locked up. I don't know. Well, not locked up because we are examining what the police doing too, but get get a restorative justicized or something. Yeah. We're gonna figure out what to do with y'all too. We can walk with you, gum. Yeah. A real and, talk, anybody, and, yeah. And, and and all the men that and all the men that that wonder what like if you if you claim to to be an ally and you agree with the values of protecting women and 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 um, making women feel comfortable and safe, then how what you can do is ensure that that's how you move at all times and also try and judge and also try and change the way that that you interact with people, with with women. Be very open to listening. First of all, be very open to listening. Yes. Um, and also realize that sometimes. Um, the conversation is not there for a man to solve a solution for, but the best thing that they can do is listen. That's very important. Mm. And also check, check your, check your friends, check your, not just your friends, your family members. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's important. To, it's important to know that it's tough for sure. Checking your family members about a lot of the creepy things that they're doing is tough. Checking your friends about it is tough. We know this, you know, yeah. this, but it's still something that it's, and that's, but how, how much, how tough is that? compared to being fearful of your life all the time. Perfect. I think you I think you put the nail on the head, man. Allyship is a verb. So you can't call yourself an ally if you're not doing nothing. You know what I mean? And a big thing that you gotta do is shut up actively. 
lift up the voices of women because the more we listen to them, the more they're saying things need to change and we have to make that change, right? So be about listening and do what women say. <laughs> listen to women. Yeah. Okay. I flew air from Houston. That's my type of thing right there. That's my type back of thing. At, back in it again, man. We're punching in back in it again. Thank you for joining us, rocking with us, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to switch the vibe up, switch the speed up, and get it to recommended and review. Yes, sir. Had to change the BPM right quick to Griselda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people want us to talk about it, Mother Zebra. Can you break it down exactly what it is that the people would like for us to talk about? Well... My main man, Benny the Butcher, that my guy. That might be, that might be, he definitely my top three artists right now. Top three and not three. Okay. Dropped an outstanding project. The follow-up to the mixtape hit, The Plugs I Met. The carefully, thoughtfully monikered Plugs I Met too. Yeah. That go hard, man. That that's good music, brother. That's nothing but good hip hop right there. Harry Fraud, Harry Fraud. Wow, outstanding, outstanding production. Yeah, man. Harry Fraud definitely uh, a word that that my brother often uses to describe uh, Griselda, the collective, the producers that that surround that sound is cinematic, and I think that this this mixtape, this project. Uh, emphasizes and epitomizes that to a T. You know what I mean? From the moment you turn it on, when Tony met Sosa, it does feel like you're watching a mob movie. When you, as you progress through the tracks, the different layered pianos, the different cinematic is for sure the word. Yeah, yeah. I would, I will say that this album, I had to listen to in the right setting. I had to, I had to, plug it into different settings. I listened to, I first listened to it on my, on my headphones while I was tending to my plants. I, it wasn't, it wasn't the vibe for it. Then I had to switch it up, throw it on in the whip, and then it started making a lot more sense. Uh, you know, giving it, playing music in, in different spaces, which is definitely a thing, by the way. Absolutely a thing. Absolutely a thing. For me, this, uh, I think the first place I played it was, uh, so music drops on Friday wake up first thing in the morning, hooked it up to my Bluetooth. I think I was playing it as I was, you know, getting ready, getting dressed and stuff. And it was like, man, I was just, yeah. It was, it was, I let it run three more times, man. Two more times. It's the first album that I've done that with in a long time where I heard it and immediately was like, nah, I got to hear the whole thing again. Yeah. Not yeah. just that yeah. track I thought was good. Run the whole thing back. And then again, man. So this one definitely hit me. And then I had the opportunity yesterday, went to go get some nachos all the way from downtown, from the South Side, just because I wanted to be able to cruise up Lakeshore, listening to some new music in the whip. And this, I didn't play nothing else. I started with this and didn't play nothing else there. Got the nachos, came back, put the same thing on, listened to the whole album all the way through, man. This one has a lot of replay value for me. I yeah. love, love the, the, when they get real just, and I, I keep coming back to the word cinematic, but the strings, the piano, when they when they paint the picture, when everything is so reminiscent of uh, uh, of, of 
luxury and 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 sounds luxurious and sounds spacious it sounds like a dinner that that's black tie it sounds like you know a uh, uh, someone showing you walking you through a house that that neither of us could afford you know what i mean it's it's, it's a yeah I, I so many good things to say about it i love it it an experience it's an experience i'll put it like that that's and that's a i like that word i like that word more experience um and i think it speaks to the quality of where hip-hop is right now granted that there's a lot of filler in it but there is also a resurgence of just this beautifully crafted music i mean i think the production on this album is what is the most outstanding portion of it i think harry fraud is he he walks it's not a competition in that sense but in this particular body of work the production value of it i think exceeds even the lyrical content of it because harry fraud specializes in this cinematic open open world of music and so in, when we first heard about it, I remember I texted you. I was like, hey, bro, Plugs Up Man 2 with Harry Fraud is coming out. And, you know, we, I think we both were like, I, we're not going to put any expectations on it per se. But in terms of how it turned out, it is, it is as big and grand and elaborate as, as I would have liked for it to be. Yeah, absolutely, man. And when you talk about, like, the direction that, that hip-hop is, is going in, uh, I think it's really cool to see some of the more, uh, for lack of a better word, gangster rap, be the the bed or the or the the showcase for this amazing production, right? It's always cool to hear Soundwave and Thundercat go crazy and the Kendrick rap over it. Mm. You know what I mean? Or or to hear even a Royce the Nine Five grow as a producer and make something dope. Oh, shit. I always do that. That's because I'll be working nine to five and five to nine. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on it. So I'll be getting <laughs> They reciprocal, like the, uh, like the yin and yang for me. But Royce to five nine, growing as a producer, uh, and putting together something amazing like the allegory. Uh, I loved, I love to hear that. But I also just think it's really dope to understand that beautiful music can be made with grimy rap over it. And that's where I'll push back and say that a lot of the reason I, I will return to this project is because of Benny, the charisma that he brings and that he, that he, the sauce, it's all sauce on all of those tracks. You know what I mean? And this game and it sounds, and it's, and it's mature, right? It's it, even, even if the content is, you know, very much, and you know what? I won't even say that the content is, is as, as drug centric as a lot of his, their previous music, because it's more, as he points out in the, in the album, He's glorifying from how far they came and it's true as it, it echoes it's not it, it's, it's the metaphors that that involve drugs are 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 lamented you know what i mean there it's 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 uh an homage to to a life that 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 brought him something better and, a, and an acknowledgement and not a glorification of any of those things and you have to be listening harder than I think a lot of people listen to rap these days to get that. But it's so much, it's so very worth it. Uh, I think the marriage between Benny's vocals, lyrics, charisma, and and just the the beautiful landscape that that the canvas that Fraud lays out for him to paint on uh, is amazing. This record is I, I can't say it enough. I haven't, I haven't, I've loved, there's been a lot of cool music that's come out, a lot of dope singles, a lot of underground artists that have really inspired and, and, and surprised me. Um, but nothing, no bodies of work 
like this that it will I didn't have to push myself to play again. This this yeah. gets a lot of rotation from me. Now this brings up a controversial conversation that we have to have, which is out of the Griselda camp, where does this where does this album put Benny in terms of roster position? Because on top of that list, with the last body of work that he did, Conway the Machine is also a problem. Yeah, I don't think if you if you didn't already have Benny at number one, I don't know if this I don't know if this does it for you, because it's it's more of him showing his versatility. I think a lot of the people that have Conway at number one have him there because of his consistency, how he's continued to deliver grimy music, how he's continued to make offbeat rhyme schemes sound like music that you know fits right in our in our playlist and our iTunes and 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 has a dope energy that. Uh, kind of surpasses the bubble of where boom bap and that hard that hard shit usually stays. But I think they love that consistency of him. And I think the people who love Benny and, and were even liked Burden of Proof a little bit more and have put him at number one are the people that are enjoying that versatility. And for the people that are on the train of versatility, I think this was exciting for them. But I don't know if it won anybody over. I'm not mad at you, whoever you put at the front of Griselda, even if it's Westside for his charisma and for being the boss mind that helps kind of put this stuff together, man. It's an amazing collective. Shout out to them and let them know that we coming. People going to be talking about us this way very soon. Live House is coming for that Griselda spot for the collective speaking into existence you know what it is you know what it is now nah, that's uh that's that's a great that's a great review i think and again it's 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 good to see good hip-hop coming out real hip-hop is 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 becoming cool and it's taking the main stage there's a lot of filler but even that filler is pulled by you know the baby uh, i'll take it the baby if that's gonna be my my hip-hop pop star hey man we uh if the ladies like it, I love it. <laughs> and what we do know, Miles Xavier, is that we know. Oh, yeah. We know. We aware. This is for sure. It's like, man, it's crazy. It's actually crazy. Like, I know. I know you know. But, but do they know what you know? Oh, I think they know, too. They know. They see it, man. They had to get here, bro. In order to even get here, you have to know that you have so many choices, so many options when it comes to choosing a podcast. And yeah, here you are, especially you at the end. Oh, man, this is like... Gunshots yeah. for the people that made it to the end, please. Gunshots for the people that Gun made it to the end. Go on, big up yourself. You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, that's, actually, that's actually important, man. The, whoever's rocking with us this far... We appreciate y'all. And Zoe, I appreciate you, man. We out here. Don't shop for yourself, please, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm out here. Listen, y'all got a lot of choices, man. Y'all could have buckled y'all seatbelts in and flown with a lot of different airlines to get y'all through the day, but y'all rocking with all the way live. You rocking with a celebration of life. You rocking with a celebration of celebrating. You rocking with a celebration of how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good? Oh, my favorite thing. My favorite thing. Listen, eat something delicious. Hug somebody you love. Take care of yourself. Be kind to women. Stop Asian hate. Water. We gone.